0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode from Ball from Assembly Hall. Shout out to New Amendment. Um, I'm Christian Warford. I'm your host right here with my boy, Derek Elston. Talk to me a little bit, D, before we yeah. get started, man. We had a, um, had a great week in Chicago, man. Got a chance to do some things we hadn't done as far as with the uh, Beyond the Big. Um, tell me your experience about it, bro. How you, how you thought everything went? Man, it was great. Honestly,
1: seeing you. See, oh, man, you know, it's I, always I think, great when I we link up, dog. You know that. <laughs> I know, man. I I can't remember the last time we saw each other. Maybe my wedding. Maybe that was the last time I was actually able to see you, give you a hug. Yeah, real talk. Maybe so. Yeah, talk. And, uh, you know, the beyond the Big Ten, that whole setup that they had, man, it was unbelievable. It was. Like, I'm not trying to gas this up. See, the environment, the people that we had in there, I mean, the questions that were asked, you know, the giveaways, just seeing the other guys that we played against, I Mm -hmm. haven't seen – you know, a guy like Brandon Paul, I haven't or not Brandon Paul, excuse me. Um, you know, getting in front of Evan Turner and talking with him. All the former guys, Stu Douglas was in the house. Mm-hmm. So it was just good to see some like familiar faces that we played against on the court. Uh Stu's kind of in my backyard. We've we've had a couple of lunches together, but just seeing everybody talking ball again, man. And uh, you
0: know, the 1,300 didn't hurt. Oh no, that, that definitely didn't <laughs> hurt, man. It was fun, bro. I enjoyed it, man. <laughs> it didn't hurt. I got a chance to go to both, go to both games, so that was my third game um, in attendance this year. So that was fun. Me and you went to the one. I went to the second one, that, the one that we lost, man. So that was fun. But it was a great environment, bro. Um, we got some great people that did some great things with this uh, event, man. So I was happy to be there. Yeah. Um, like you said, it was great going to get the, going to meet different guys that we that we hadn't seen in forever, bro. And just and just hear their perspective yeah. and, and talk about you know the pod and 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 how things have grown from it. Um, you know, with us and um who else? I think us in Maryland have, have the top. So that's yeah. pr- that was pretty good to just, you know, sit down and talk about them. And we just so happened to be playing Maryland. So shout out to, to Terrell yeah. for that, man. So that thing, it, yeah it, it went kind of crazy. But <laughs> it went kind of crazy. But man, it was shout out great. Geo, man. Yeah, Gio too, man. Gio Shout out to Gio. Gio cool dude though, man. He was he, he spoke knowledgeable he about is. about some things, man. So that's good. I um I enjoyed the whole thing, bro. But man, we're gonna get right get into right, it. Man. Albany, New York, we at? How you feel about that, bro? How you feel about our seeding? How you feel about the place? How you feel? Man, a lot of
1: people might hate me, but all year long, see, and I think I even told you early on in the season, mm-hmm. I definitely told you there when I was there Friday, Kent State's really good. Yeah, no doubt. I've been and watching them. in yeah. terms of me and you, they really helped our power. But I've been watching them all year long. <laughs> I've told guys on the staff that Kent State – I've told guys on the staff that Kent State is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And when we I, – I from the beginning of the year, I've said, man, Kent State is a sweet 16 team. And then here's Indiana, the floor seed, <laughs> and I'll be damned if we didn't catch them. Yeah, no doubt. I'll be damned. No, nah, we were uh, saying –
0: when we was watching them at the – when we was at the uh, bar, we were saying that they could be a sweet 16 team. And it's crazy how no that shit just – That's you know, how it would... draw. <laughs> It's
1: just unbelievable. And, and, you know, in terms of us, and and we'll get into kind of the X's and O's a little later on, but, you know, when it comes to us and teams with good physical guards, uh, we have struggled a little bit this year. There's been a couple uh, anomalies uh, with Northwestern at home when Jalen went crazy. Mm -hmm. But those bigger, stronger guards, we've um, kind of seen a little dip in our guard play. So that's the one thing that worries me. Other than that, I don't think those guys have an answer for Trace. Uh, I don't think they have an answer for race, Malik. Uh, if we can get past this one, uh, I think our road looks, I will say, better than
0: others in the Big Ten. I would agree with that, bro. I would agree with that statement. Um, I think it's going to be one of our toughest games. You know, every game is tough. It's the tournament. Every Anything can happen. It's one game. That's what makes the March Madness March Madness. But I do feel like um, we have a good road to where we need to get to. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna we got a big dog in the house tonight, Jerry Morris, man. We gotta we just want to talk to you a little bit about. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, assembly assembly call in the building. Welcome to the show, assembly
2: call. It is a pleasure to be here, an honor to be here speaking with you two guys. We launched our show in 2011, mm-hmm. uh, which was obviously a big season for you guys, the 2011-2012 season, yeah. which was just one of the most Dude. fun seasons I've been through. Right. Uh, so to now be on the show with you guys, is really it's really cool, so I appreciate Man, it.
0: Man, I appreciate you letting us get into this podcast business because you like you said you've been doing this since 2011 we we knew in this Derek we're still trying to grow so <laughs> shout out to y'all man y'all doing big things Um, you know we all take take stuff and that's how you get better that's how you learn you take stuff from other people and you apply it to your situation and you know what I'm saying you grow yep. from it bro so I appreciate you coming on we got a couple questions just absolutely some typical type questions man what you think went wrong this season um, that's what we're going to start off with The you know what went wrong what went right uh, what you think went wrong with this season you know Besides the the norm? You know, I mean I think the two biggest things that went wrong for Indiana
2: this season were things that weren't really in Indiana's control, which is the injuries and especially the injury to you know to X. Uh huh. Uh, And I think just, you know, schedule wise in the Big Ten, Indiana ended up getting one of the toughest draws in Big Ten play, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it's just kind of a reality of an unbalanced schedule, that can be the difference between winning and losing a couple of games. Mm -hmm. And that can change your whole, you know, especially for fans that can change your whole perception of the season. Right. Um, You know, and so I think you know a lot of what we you know frustrations we had was really you know to me as i've kind of reflected back on it was indiana dealing with some difficult things that you couldn't necessarily project at the beginning of the season right uh, and i think for the most part you know they really did a good job doing that um i think the one thing that we've been a little bit frustrated about or questioned you know on our show from an offensive perspective, is, you know, this team has really loaded up on kind of difficult, low efficiency shots. You know, it's yeah, a team built right. on post-ups and mid-range shots. Right. And if you're going to do that, you better have great players. And Indiana does have two great players in Trace and Jalen, so it's worked. Um, but I feel like some of the ups and downs have been based on there's just been some games, you know, where offensively Indiana has struggled to get into a flow. And I just think when you when your offensive diet is so heavy on those kind of shots, it's going to lead to some inconsistencies. And then sometimes that then goes over to the defensive end. Um, but I'm also not sure that I would have designed the offense any different because you're playing to the strengths of your two best players. No you know? So it. I've like, really like, kind of yeah. gone back and forth on it. Right. And it's, there's just an inevitable math problem Indiana faces, you mm-hmm. know, taking so many of those shots. But you're putting your two best players in a comfort zone so they can go out and win at Purdue when they're clicking. Yeah. So, you know, I can't necessarily say I would have done it any differently. It's just, you know, you're going to have to deal with some of those ups and downs on that end, I think. No, no.
1: Yeah. No, I think you you, you mentioned a great point, because if you look at our schedule, uh, you look at the bottom of the Big Ten. You know, we played a Minnesota team that was hurt. They didn't have all their players there. We go at Minnesota, say they are healthy. They're still at the bottom of the Big Ten. I don't want to say it's an easy win, but we didn't get to play them at home there were certain teams that we didn't get twice that other other people did get the – had fortunate enough to play them twice. And I think, you know, if you look – and Christian and I talked about this on an episode, um, you know, maybe that comes back and helps us because, as I mentioned to Christian, in February, Nebraska had the best, you know, the best stint in February. They went five and one. So if you were able to get them – I know we played them early on in the season. But if you were able to get them again – You would kind of hope you didn't get them in January. But if you take a loss to that team in January, I don't know if we're sitting at a four seed right now. But also, you know, you take away our January completely where you get blown out by Penn State. Uh, Northwestern handles you at home and see who was the other one. Uh, Oh, you lost that. You lost a 20-point lead to Iowa. If you take those games out of our schedule, where are we at right now? I, right. I think we have an even better road in this tournament. So there's a lot of flip side of the coin equations that you kind of have to put into the situation. But, you know, we I don't think we were had that luxury of playing some of these Big Ten teams twice that other teams did. Right.
0: I would agree. I would agree to that. Um, like, I, I think it was just injuries that really just halted us. But I mean, I, I, I feel like if X stay healthy... We win those games, we win those close games where we needed to be, and we finish, you know, possibly maybe win the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? I think just those growing pains uh, really, really, really hurt us a little bit. But, I mean, we did end up getting it going, and I think it's going to help us, help us, you know, for the later run um, going into the tournament. I think that's what we needed. But, you know, we just we just went through those, those growing pains in the middle of the season. Thank God we was able to come out of them and win some games to where we still put ourselves in a good position. Uh, we, every, we 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 both know that the Big Ten is just a rugged, you know, tough conference, bro. Eventually, it's just gonna beat you down. You are gonna have injuries. I mean, everybody dealt with injuries um, that we played this year. We yeah. played some teams without. We played Illinois. We never played them healthy. You know what I'm saying? They never got a chance to play us yeah. healthy. Uh, it's been it's been teams, but yeah. that's what the Big Ten does, bro. And I think um, I think it's gonna help us in the long run. Us going through those growing pains for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I think, too, I think, you know, I think there for a, a long stretch of time. It was there was probably a good three weeks there where we were kind of wondering what was going on with race, right. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had guys and, you know, obviously race is coming back from the Iowa injury. But I just feel like now, which is a good thing, but now we're finally starting to see a, a race that's more involved, um, starting to feel a little more comfortable. I know at the end of the Michigan game, he missed four big free throws, which kind of messes with your psyche a little bit. But we were able to get the win. Um, In the tournament, I thought he played really well. I thought he played really well against Maryland. Uh, We could have used a little bit more of them against Penn State. Um, But I just feel like for us, you know, not having X, race going through what he's going through, uh, that puts us in a bad bind, right? Right. I mean, a guy. I mean, you saw Trey Galloway. Trey Galloway gets in foul trouble, or he's just not the Trey Galloway that you've seen all season long. Right. That puts a lot of stress on Jalen and Trace and – it's the Big Ten, man. They they know what you had for breakfast that day at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, they scout you so well that you this team, being injury-prone like we had been all season, you, you can't afford that. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. You
2: know, and one other thing I would add, too, you know, it's it's an interesting question, you know, what went wrong? And it's like, well, you know, we were three seed in the Big Ten, you know, got a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Right. And so I get right. that that maybe wasn't exactly what we wanted in the preseason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot more went right than, you know, than went wrong. For and I think sure. it's important For to sure. remember that because, you know, you sometimes you get into the heat of the moment and it's like, you know, you lose a game here or there and it feels like the sky is falling. But the season <laughs> yeah. overall was really good. Mm-hmm. I think the other struggle, and you kind of hinted at it there, Derek, is – you know, the inconsistency of the supporting players, you know, stepping up. Um, And again, you know, part of that is you're so heavy with Trace and Jalen from a usage perspective. I think it was hard for some of the other guys to find a rhythm, especially guys coming off the bench when you don't know when your shots are coming. And so I think some of that probably explains it. But You know, guys like Malik and Tamar, for example, who were really up and down, but have really come on the last three or four games, Mm -hmm. you know, and have played much better. But just that kind of not knowing from game to game who you could count on, especially from a scoring perspective, uh, you know, has been a challenge. And obviously, you know, for Indiana to to keep going here in the tournament, you know, you know, the third, fourth, fifth guys, whoever they may be, and it may be a different guy each game are going to have to step up and kind of help shoulder some of that scoring load. Right. No doubt.
0: When yeah. we finished, we finished 21 in the overall ranking. I'll take it, man. I mean, we finished 21, mm-hmm. I'll take it, bro. I mean, if you would have told me that from the beginning, I probably would have took it, especially with X getting hurt and dealing with the stuff we went through, I'll probably take it, bro. So I don't I don't feel like we underachieved this season. You know, everybody got their – you know, the Hoosiers always have high expectations of wanting to win the Big Ten, but I think this is the perfect situation for us to possibly win a couple games in the tournament and get the you know if we get high, if we score in the basketball I don't feel like nobody can beat us you know what I'm saying the way we rebound the ball the way yeah. we play defense yeah. as long as we score the ball we know Derek the guard wins in the, in these tournaments so if our guards yeah. are playing well yeah. we making shots man we could go pretty far that going we going to move on into the what went right with this um with this team I'll let you go ahead and start Derek about just what you call yeah, right yeah i
1: think i think what went right was was trace and no I said doubt. this to you uh, a couple <laughs> podcasts ago. I mean, Trace, besides that Purdue game, which I told you, Trace had that in him sometime in this season, he was gonna perform like that. Mm-hmm. But when have you ever, Christian, when we and you played, you you, you see Vicks, you talk about Cody's, you, Jordan, like how many times have we said, Oh man, well, Vic had another twenty-three and eight night, Cody had thirty six and twelve again. There really
0: wasn't that. Nah, and, we and didn't. We didn't. We wasn't about, based like that, though. We went, you know. But but, exactly. Yeah, And,
1: and I, I don't want to phrase it like those guys were just, like, unstoppable. We had a lot of firepower on our team. Mm-hmm. But you never looked around the board. Like, you can look at any stat sheet throughout the season. And maybe he didn't play with enough energy that he did, but he always brought it every game. Mm-hmm. And I, I equate that, you know, the reason why I bring that up is because I was on staff with him in right. his early years. Trace was a kid, you know, his, his maturity level has just absolutely blossomed. And and that's one thing that I think has really excelled this team to be in the position that they're at right now. It's a lot of it, most of it is on Trace, just his maturity level. When he was young and he got into those games where he wasn't getting a foul cause, he would just throw up a shot, throw up his hands. You now, why aren't you calling this shit? And he, he you pretty much just sub him out because he's not giving you anything. Right. He wasn't a shot blocker back then. Coach – uh, Archie, for some reason, didn't want him to shot block shots. He wanted him to rebound and, and get out in transition. Um, coach's opinion. Damn, I, I
0: wonder. But, I wonder what the fuck he would have did if he would have if Archie would have let him block shots. He probably would have been broke. The fuck. Uh, right? No kid. <laughs> no kid. No kid. But he just
1: you see his growth from the beginning of the season, his freshman year, until now. I mean, you can look at every stat sheet and say this dude brought it every single game. There wasn't a game outside of Purdue. Where you were just like, man, if Trace would have been Trace, we would have won the game. We talked all season long on this podcast about where is Trace's help, and I think that is one
0: huge factor into why we got a four seed this year. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's the main reason. You know, you can go ahead and Jared and, and cue yeah, in on that. Amazing. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. In terms of what went right, I mean, Trace just blossoming into one of the most dominant players in school history. For sure, (laughs) definitely the biggest thing. You know, I mean, it's. I think in the twelve years we've been doing the assembly call, I've had the hardest time analyzing him of anybody else, and the reason is because you know he he came in and it always felt like he was on these rosters that just weren't quite right for him right you know and from day one so much was expected of him you know and and Derek what you talked about is something that we observed on the show too which is you know there just seemed like there were games and you could kind of see him coming in the first 10 minutes where you just kind of knew he wasn't going to have it and it's like even when he's a freshman and a sophomore So much is expected of him. It's like, you know, Trace has to be better. He has to be better. Yeah. Whereas in a, you know, on on other, on so many other Indiana rosters, he would have been able to be a supporting player and it wouldn't have been highlighted that much. Mm -hmm. Like Malik this year, right? It's like Malik's great. Awesome. When he's not, that's okay. And Trace never really had that ability. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, look, that's part of the responsibility. When you come in and, and you're the star, there's other things that have gone with that. But to see him now this year, fully realize his potential, not just as a player, but also as a leader and bringing that consistency. And there's just, there's no matchup that's really going to get him out of it. Even the Purdue game, when he didn't score, he, he gets eight rebounds, seven no assists, doubt. and is a huge you know part of the reason why you win the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It's like, he just wouldn't have yeah. seen that from him. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, the A, B, C things that went right this year is Trace just, you know, fully evolving into you know the incredible player that he is. Uh, and then also... You know, obviously, Jalen has been a huge part of it, Um, and it would be interesting to see kind of the alternate reality where you had X and Jalen all season long, and what does that look like? Mm -hmm. But, you know, Jalen's been in a tough spot as a freshman, having to take the ball and play 40 minutes a game for a team with big expectations. Like, that's not easy. No, it's not. We take it for granted because he's so talented and so good, but it's like the degree of difficulty of what Mike Woodson's asking him to do. Is astronomical, which is why some of the criticism from him, I just kind of laugh at him because I'm like, man, Do you
0: realize how hard this yeah, is, man. I think so. Right. I don't think he would have had it no other way, though, Jared. You know, I, I think coming yeah. just from this kid, from what I see, the way he came into campus, you know, just totally focused on what he need to focus on. I don't think he would have wanted it any other way. I think, x, you yeah. know, sometimes stuff like that happens, bro. Like where you know somebody get hurt and you just take that leap and you become on and you, you just become a NBA player like I think that's what he did Uh, I'm not sure what the latest mock has him, but I for sure think he's going to be you know in the top 20 of the NBA draft man so I don't really think you can really complain about that that is tough to do because I think he's had games where he's been up and down but he's still like as a freshman you see like the potential of what this guy can be Um, he can really run a point guard I don't don't think I don't know if we would have necessarily seen that as much with X being out there. I think it would have been, is he a tweener? Is he a one? Is he a two? Um, he really handled the ball. He really handled the pressure. i seen it up close. I was i was impressed with just how he was able to really initiate offense. You know what I'm saying? That's not something that a lot of freshmen can do. You know, they may over-dribble. They may not know where to get the ball to. He plays real poison. and he picks his spots somewhere, you know, where he can be effective on the court. And I think that's just a huge testament of him growing as a player um and it's just his his maturity as a player right there. I think he plays a he plays a real mature style of basketball.
1: I, I've seen the situation where you know a, a point guard has come in as a freshman and you know there was a lot of expectation around him and it just didn't work out. And for Jalen, not being able to have that piece that's behind him, like I said, Christian, you know, for me or Christian or whoever, um, you know, Jalen's been able to play through his mistakes. And if you want a kid to grow, it's kind of like the whole Trace thing. Like, Trace has been that guy, and he's always taken it on. And you saw some really bad, and, and we did. We saw some really bad from Jalen today or, or this year, uh, especially the game in Maryland where he went one for 14. But his growth through it, it's like, all right, this happened. Mm-hmm. How do I get better from it? And, you know, that maturity from a kid, from a freshman, is just
0: – it's really – it's incredible. Really, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible, bro. That's why I give him a lot of credit, man. I give the staff a lot of credit because I know they work, they work tirelessly on with him on that, man. And you got to have that next play mentality when you're trying to become a pro. You know what I'm saying? I know that's what he set out to do when he when he came when he got when he first got on campus. I can just tell the way the kid carry himself. Um, he wants to be a pro. So um, shout out to Jalen, man. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure all his accolades, but I know he did get you know first team freshman. Or he got freshman of the year, man. So congrats to him on that. But, man, Jerry, what we got to do to get our role players going, what do we have to do, man? We're going to need them. Um, What you think we got to do?
2: Man, it's a really good question. We've wrestled with it all season long. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, I think, you know, we talk about one of the things that went right. Well, the internal development of three-point shooting. You know, I mean, Trey Galloway got better from three. Miller Kopp got better from three. Tamar Bates got better from three. So all those guys are shooting a higher percentage. It does feel like there's a little bit more room there, maybe for some more attempts, Yeah, uh, you know, and to shoot all. a little bit more, that's all. you know, <laughs> and I guess that's really a question that I have for you guys, because one of the things that we've talked about a lot is, OK, like with a guy like Miller, who, you know, has a little bit of a slower release and clearly isn't comfortable shooting as much, you know, with a hard closeout as he is when he's open, you know, are there opportunities to, you know, quote unquote run stuff right to get him a shot? Same thing with Tamar who really seems like a guy when he gets in the game, when he can get in the rhythm, he's really good. It was like, you know, the Maryland game. He's playing defense. He hit a layup. I was like, he's going to make his first three that he takes because he's in the game. Right. You know, and it just feels like sometimes that doesn't happen. And I guess that's something I don't, you know, understand as well and maybe you guys do is are there more opportunities there to specifically try and get those guys, you know, involved or do you think it's fine to just kind of let it come out of the offense? And if Miller doesn't get a shot for 10 minutes, he doesn't get a shot for 10 minutes. Cause I feel like that's one. It feels like that's area where there's meat on the bone for this offense, but I'm just not sure with the way that they're trying to run it, how realistic it is to kind of expect that. So you want that or
0: you want me? I I, I get it. I get it. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both, Jared. Honestly, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, Um, Miller got to do a good job at getting lost in the game, getting lost in the game better. But I also think we could run some quick hitters out of some ATOs and stuff, just a way to get him a look. But he got to shoot it, though. That's the thing about everything, you know, whether like you're not going to be wide open. Sometimes he's open, but he's not wide open. You still got to let it go. Like, I mean, we kind of talked to Jordy about this type of thing. We was all in school like, Jordy, bro, you got to shoot the ball, bro. Like, you got to shoot. I don't care if you're. A couple feet back from the line, like shoot the ball. You're the best shooter on the team. Regardless, you have to let it go. And I think Miller Miller wrestles with that a lot of the time, just because he's not wide open. Like everything is not going to be a swing, swing shot. You know what I'm saying? And I think some some games he comes out and he shoots three in a row. Like he'll miss one, they'll be open again. He'll shoot yeah. it. He'll hit the maybe hit the third one. Maybe hit two in a row. I think he just got to play like like that. Play more freely. I don't know. I, I mean, I know nobody's over there telling him not to shoot the ball when he's the best player on the team. So I think he just got to, it's all about him, bro. I think he just got to let it go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get in your head where you want just a perfect shot. You want to line this up. You want And it doesn't really work like that, man. You got to let that thing go. And that's what we got to do, bro. As far as scooping them, I, I just think scoop plays better when he when he has more minutes um coach went to him i was I was right there behind the bench I seen coach go to him early um he was engaged he was playing defense and you know like scoop is a player that wants to see the ball go in then he wants to play defense like right. and there's nothing wrong with that players players like that all the time bro you know what I'm saying so if we could get him an easy one you know that you're gonna get better production from him you know, throughout the the longevity of the game. You know what I'm saying? So I think we should also try to get him going early. When he comes in the game, you know, get him in the paint or get him something to where he can get himself and he can feel good about himself and he'll make shots. He'll play better because he's the one guy that, to me, that has the talent level and, and you know what I'm saying, body and stuff to really, like, we could go to the Final Four with him if he's playing well. You know what I'm saying? If he's if he's making shots, if he's taking on that load. So it's a little bit of both right there. Um, For me, um, I just think guys got to do a better job at finding those guys, too. I know we, we're heavy a lot, but, you know, we play through Trace a lot. Everybody knows where Miller is. Everybody knows where Tamar is. But, man, those guys got to do a better job at getting lost in the game. What you think, Derek? Yeah, man, I, I, think, I think sometimes with this team, you kind of get a good feel for how the
1: game is going. And whether you're going to impact the game or not offensively, and like you said, see, sometimes those guys get in there and they kind of just feel like it. Just from the outside looking in now, it just kind of feels like, all right, well, this is a game. Jalen's on fire, Trace is on fire. I know the ball's going into the post. They run a call for you know whoever's killing that day, and it's like, well, I almost feel like I'm just kind of staying around on the free throw on the three point line, and you know maybe a bucket will come to me and I'll drive and put one up, but. After watching the ball go into trace and see what he's doing or Jalen handling the rock and putting up 30, you almost feel like when that opportunity comes where you get the ball, you put up a shot and you miss, you, you, you just had that feel of like, man, damn. like that was. It's just going to seem like that's my one opportunity <laughs> to get a bucket to go in. And I think right. that does resonate with some of these players. They just think like, all right, the game plan is to get the ball and to trace his hands and let him look out of it. And you almost feel like when he does kick it out, Trace is thinking in his mind, knock it down because I'm four feet from the basket and I'm double teamed. And I pass it out to you, to make your shot. And when it doesn't happen, it kind of just is like an overwhelming, like, damn, like I didn't do my job. And and there for a while, you could speak, especially with Tamar, like here recently, his, his whole game has been predicated on his offense, whether he's shooting for a sure. good shot or a bad shot. And, and with those guys, C and I talked about this all year, Jared, like, the Devontae Greens of the world. Like, you have to have those guys on your team because if they make one, they can make their next seven. But they could also mm-hmm. miss it and just implode mentally because they haven't had a, a good game or two recently. So, uh, for me, especially in the tournament, it's all about just like, like you said, I mean, the tournament's one and done. So, Christian and I talked about this. Like, everything, let go of everything. Yes, it's magnified. Man. So, let go of everything that's happened in the season Try to come out and start fresh and just like find yourself in a rhythm, whether it takes getting to the free throw line to knock down a free throw or something, just to see the ball go in. But don't come out in this tournament and think like, man, remember what happened January 20th when I went 0 for six? Like that that shit's yeah. all out of the way now. Like you have a you have an opportunity to start fresh, to get into the gym. We've got, I mean, you've had a couple of days of rest here. I pray that those guys have just been in there just getting feel back to their game because obviously we're still, I mean, we're going to ride the trace train and we're going to ride the Jalen train. But if these guys come out here and have this attitude of like, man, all season long, I've been playing bad or I haven't been hitting shots the last couple of weeks. We can see ourselves getting beat because there's thinking about shit that doesn't matter. Minutia, you know, the, the little no things doubt. that don't matter, move on and let's go.
0: No doubt. But I think that's where we're going to struggle a little bit just because, you know, we hadn't really we we hadn't really had a got a lot a lot of guys with tournament experience. You know how it is in a tournament. Yep. Every li- like I yep. said, every little thing is magnified, bro. Every yep. rebound, every every bucket, every I've never felt like that in a tournament before in my life where every little thing matters. Yes. You get two points, it's like it's like yeah. I don't know, bro. It's so <laughs> yeah. magnified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta be you gotta be comfortable, but. You, you're going to be uncomfortable just because of the situation you're in. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's one game and done. So you're, you're putting a little pressure on yourself. But you got to realize, like, there's still basketball at the end of the day. You got to still relax and pray, play free. And I think we got we got the pieces to do that. I think if we follow, like we said, we if we do what we do, we offensive rebound, we follow Trace, we'll be fine. But as far as our role players, they got to just relax and play free, bro. I know that's, that's so hard to say. And it's so hard to do as a player, but honestly, you have to. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way because otherwise you're going to just be so uptight and so tense, you know what I'm saying? So those guys need to see the ball go in, bro. Hopefully we can just – hopefully they can get a wide open look. Now, we're not playing in the Big Ten anymore. Maybe we can get a swing-swing open look and we're able to get things going. But I know Kent State going to do a great job at recruiting. They're not going to want to give us nothing. So hopefully we can get those guys going, man, because we're going to need them. That, that, us making shots, it's totally dependent on how far we go in this in this um, in this tournament for sure. Jared, I'm going to ask you, what do you feel
1: like? Uh, for me, I have my own opinion, but I think a big piece of this puzzle moving forward is Trey Galloway. And to be honest with you, you know, foul trouble with Michigan, hadn't done much at, at, against Maryland. Uh, I don't know if he really did anything against Penn State. I feel like if we get him to play the way he's been playing or has played in the past in the Big Ten. I think he's the we one need who Purdue, really, really us. We need helps Purdue, us. Trey
0: Galloway. Yeah. We need I'm Purdue Galloway.
1: So I don't know how you feel about him.
2: Yeah. I mean, Trey's a, just an essential part of the team. You know, I think he was on Seth Davis's all glue guy team right. and for a reason because yeah, right. he just does, you know, and Coach Woodson has talked about it. He just, he does all the little things, you know, and so you know you're going to get the defense from Trey. You know, he's obviously our second best ball handler. And so especially with this game against Kent State, that's huge because yeah. they put a lot of pressure. I mean, we're going to have to not turn the ball over. He's been a lot better at that this year you know, than he was the last couple of years. And so, you know, you know, you're going to get some of that stuff from him. You know, I, the two things that would really help, number one, if he can get some open looks, he's never going to be a high volume right. guy. But in a lot of our good games, it's felt like Trey has hit a couple of threes and maybe gotten a floater or two. Right. You know, and so if he's in there scoring seven to 10 points, that's really big. Um, And a lot of times that's a difference between, you know, winning and losing for Indiana. Um, But it's also. You know, just having another guy who can kind of be a secondary creator in the half court, you know, because really, you know, Miller Miller's done a better job attacking closeouts and, you know, kind of making some plays, you know, but a lot of times it's kind of just Jalen who can do that. Mm -hmm. And when Trey's going really well, he puts pressure on the defense because there's another guy who can make a three, but also attack a closeout, get in the lane, you know, make a good pass to Trace. And it's kind of felt like some of that has been missing, you know, whether sure. it's, you know, who and, and, and who knows? I mean, Trey's been a little bit inconsistent with some of that stuff. I just don't sense the same confidence, I guess, on offense. And that might be the wrong word. It's, you know, observing yeah. from, you know, a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can get back to doing that, he adds a dimension that no one else really brings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the ideal when you had Jalen and X there. It's like, man, you got two guys who can attack. How do you defend right. this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when our offense is at its best, Trey's doing that. And so hopefully he can get back to that, especially in this game where if we're strong with the ball, we're going to have a chance to attack them, you know, and get some easy looks yeah. and Trey can be a guy who can do that. So I think he has a huge role to play in this game. Um, I think Tamar does too, but it seems like it projects as a tougher game for Tamar because his ball handling isn't quite at the same level and he can struggle with some of that pressure. Right. right. So I think Trey's got to be really yeah. big on Friday really big.
0: Man, I'm rocking with Trey. Man, I've been rocking with Trey. Trey, my I tell people all the time, Trey, my favorite Hoosier. Right now on the team, I know he gonna bounce back. I'm not really worried about Trey. I feel like Trey gonna do. He gonna figure it out. That's all about it. He gonna figure it out. He goes as long as he don't stay. As long as he doesn't get in any foul trouble, we are gonna have referees that you know. I don't know where they are gonna come from. We'll see the. We'll see how they play. Trey's a big physical guard. He likes to get up and guard. I'm sure he's gonna be. You know like that with this matchup so hopefully we get a good whistle that let guys play and we ain't really got to worry about that man because i know that foul trouble stuff it'll mess with you a little bit too and have you a little apprehensive on the offensive end and just about doing things but we definitely need a a did you guys notice a big
2: difference in the officiating between big 10 play and once you got into the ncaa tournament
0: i did i I, I did a little bit um syracuse was syracuse was a they let us play um you know, yeah, think, you can yeah. feel it. You can feel it because some referees may be I, I hate to say it, but some referees may be biased to certain guys. Um, you know, we get in a tournament, we're not used to getting like like people know may people may know Cody Zeller from from the big ten. They may give him more cost than than they would if you know, a a, a crew that's never refed him before, you know? So I think that's where you notice the big deal. I think you just know the, the personal relationships of the referees. I think that's where you where you feel the difference at, you know, to me, just because you get the same guys almost with the Big Ten, you know, the same little – same crew. What you thought – what you think, Derek? Well, I can't really speak in on the uh, Syracuse game because I only
1: played about 38 seconds, and I remember that. The T, how much it was, 38 seconds. I was actually pissed off that I got put into the game. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) you you know, I I – it just is what it is, man. I could barely walk the night before, so – you know, yeah. for me to not even get in. And, and uh, I, I went in without a brace on my knee. So I was like, all right, we got it. Um, but the year past, man, yeah, I, I think you see what's I think he's got on. I think, you know, you get a different group of guys that realize like kind of early on. And I know they try to, you know, emulate different referees from different conferences. So hopefully we would get a big 10 ref throughout right. our little stint in the tournament. But yeah. I think when you've got a different group of guys who has, you know, I, I think it's out there that the sec is more the athletic league, uh, you know, the big 10 gets kind of a rat for being too physical. So as much shit as Christian and I have been giving them all year, it's like, you can't call every single foul. Like, if, you know, the Illinois teams have passed, like they would foul 90 times a game. And it's like, well, we can't freaking call all of them. They, the game will finish. Uh, but I, I think I think it's more of just like a style of play. Like if the game's up and down, obviously we're going to go through trace. Right. Uh, so I can't imagine that every single foul gets called for trace. Um, I think he's going to have to earn them. And to be honest with you, I want him to earn him. Like I'm a guy who looks at trace, and I'm like, hey man, we there's got to be something in this game that gets you fired up. And maybe they miss the first two, then he gets big and one, and, and whatever gets his juices flowing. Uh, throughout the game, I think we need because Trace, you know, uh, not that I mean Trace is a great kid. Don't get me wrong, but you look at him and you're kind of like, damn man, like we this is like a big time game, especially at the end of the season where it's like, hey, you've got your last two games are at home. We you need to find a way to, you know, and and in our teams we would motherfuck each other in the in the huddles and just that's yeah, just the way it was. Uh, but you don't see a lot of that, and and this year with Trace especially, there's been games where he's been hype, he's been excited. But there's a lot of times like he'd have a monster duck and just walk back with a gloss look on his face. And and it's like, it's tournament time. So, you know, we need you to step up in any way possible. If a guy's having a bad game and you're having a good one, do something to get everybody fired up and find a way to bring some energy in this team because we're going to need it. We're going to need guys to not be able to take possessions off. You got to bring your energy from the start or else you can find yourself in a 10-point hole that we found ourselves in. Plenty of times this year, so it's just you know I I hope the referees have them earn it. I say that, and then I'll be yelling at my TV screen here. But I, I think it's going to be a little difficult. I was, about for to say, bro. I was to-
0: just about to say, bro. I was just with you at the I was just with you at the <laughs> IU game, and I heard you fucking screaming at those referees, bro. So I don't really we want we want all the calls, man. If they're going to give them to us, bro, I know. we'll take it. We'll take it. we'll take it. That's
1: the thing, though. It's like in this we're no longer with the Big Ten referees, so it's not going to be a battle so like you know a paul selt knows how hard you got a foul trace to actually call the foul other referees don't so i assume there will be some some fouls that are fouls that will not be called because trace is just a monster
0: yeah that's what that's 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 what they expect if you're all american first team all american they're going to expect him to play through some of that and like like you don't really have that, you know what I'm saying, dealing with that in the Big Ten. And we already get a bad rap about Woody not being able to work the referees the way he should, you know, yeah. just because he comes yeah. from the league. He just, that doesn't, that isn't what they really do. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough right there. That's going to, that's interesting to see. But I do think um, with the way, with our physicality, we, we would overcome that um, for sure. But Jared, I'm going to go ahead and read your question, bro. The one you had wrote. With us on Twitter, you said, yeah. since January 5th against top 50 teams, IU is 6-2 and two with three or more days rest, but 3-6 and six with two or fewer days rest. Is this a statistical coincidence, or is this something about this team that makes a, makes rest a real issue? Doesn't matter moving forward. What's your What's your take on that, Derek? I'll let you start off answering that question. Um, you think we need a lot of rest, or how, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, see, uh, if you looked at the Big Ten this year, it felt like the one team that seemed to just get a, a great game with a, a, a few more days' rest than Indiana did and their schedule was Purdue. And I even told you on the episode a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago, like, do we tank in the Big Ten? Obviously you don't want to, but I think with a team that's had injuries that we've gone through, uh, we are we're, we're fragile. I mean, one thing happens to Jalen. One thing, I, an ankle happens to Trace. This season is like, where, where are we at if one of those guys goes down for two weeks? So, I think for me, the most the most productivity comes from the more rest that we get. I think it helps those guys stay in the film. You know, you know, clean up any injuries, any bruises, bumps and bruises. Um, you know, get in with Timmy G. We've said it all day, all year long, but. I think the more rest mm-hmm. this team has, the more, um, you know, able they're able to the, – the more they're able to just get in the gym and kind of work on their game and just, you know, let all the distraction disappear. I think it is absolutely huge for this team.
0: I, w- I agree. Um, I think, you know, you always want – when you have a lot of – when you have a more day's rest, I think you always have to go back to what you do well. Um, you don't really just want to put so much into the team that you're playing you still got to make those guys do what you do you know what I'm saying like get back to being us get back to our fundamentals get back to play the play in the way we want we the way we want to play you know what I'm saying with fewer rest period you don't really have that you don't really have that time to do that you go straight into boom okay we're playing Kent State here we gotta dive into this film we can only work on this we can that's kind of like what we did with Syracuse like we only Really yeah. focused on them, not so much of what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't really get a chance to really, okay, get back to our offense regardless. We still gonna run our man offense against their zone. We gonna go in here, we're gonna make them guard us. We're gonna run the floor. Like we didn't really get back to our our key things that we did. You know what I'm saying? And the longer time you have off, I feel like you're able to get to, through those. So you know what I'm saying? That's how that's why I feel like you play better when you get more days off just cuz you can really focus on you can really dive into you as much as you know what i'm saying where you know if you play here and there you, you really can't no do that because you got to put so much you got to put so much effort into the team and i think that's what you know just the silver lining of us losing that game i feel like we was able to get back um, forget about the big ten um you know what i'm saying focus on what we do make those guys guard us cuz at the end of the day like They gotta adjust to us. You know what I'm saying? We don't really like. We have to adjust to them. You have to know their stuff. You have to know their tendencies. Know their play calls. Know all that type of stuff. But get back to being us. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what we need to do. I think once if we do that, if we take care of the ball, if we do that, we'll be fine when it's time to um, you know, when it's time to advance. I feel like we'll 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 be right where we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, if you want to go in it, yeah, chime in on your follow up on that.
2: You know, when it comes to the rest. Do you like? Where do you notice it more? Like, so say that you have, you know, the difference between two days and three days rest, mm-hmm. especially like in the heart of the Big Ten season. Like, will you really notice that physically or notice that mentally? You know, when you when you go out on the court, where it's like, oh man, I feel so much better tonight because I had that extra day. No or is doubt that, like, about a fan it. Talking, to yeah, there is no, no doubt about really? it. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Jerry, you get an off day in the Big Ten. If you just get an off day, you just come in and the practices are just elevated. You know what I'm saying? You can just tell when guys have had an off day. You can tell when guys legs are fresh, you can and and vice versa. You can tell when guys are, are tired. Um it's going to be one of those days where you're just trying to get through it because yeah. you know what I'm saying? We just got out, we just lost a game. Um now we in film. Now we 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 rewatching that old game like like so you don't really have time to process that and go forward. Like I feel like if we get 3 or 4 days, you know, Coach may give you a day off. We're going to start fresh the next day. We're going to come in. We're going to be high energy. Um, so it really does matter, bro. Like, it really does matter. Yeah. What you think, Derek, from your perspective? When it comes to rest in this team, uh, you know, I
1: think Coach Crean, the way he set it up for us was really, really good. Right? And, and, you know, off days for us, see, they were like gold.
0: Man, um, we, no, we, we may not well, know they was coming. We is, didn't know they
1: was coming until yeah, till the half should, the day was over with. We, but <laughs> to about two o'clock in the next day. Yeah. But what he would do is when he would give us an off day, uh, you know, it almost seemed like if it was a big break, like we had three days off day, then the next day we would kind of dive into just get clips of film. And and it didn't happen often because Kip's Cream was really, really big into film. But it almost just felt like that off day kind of just let every, you were able to, internalize it or however you get everything off your chest for for us, especially like we were able to just kind of like, man, it just feels like we just needed this off day so bad. And that way you go into the film session, you go into the next day's practice next day's weight room session. I, I mean, everything was just at such a heightened level from where it was from the day before. So I think it was big for us to get a feel for just like getting our legs back, getting in with Timmy G and then moving on with our days and, uh, you know, cream was really good and he was really precise about how he wanted it to look. And, and you know, obviously you saw him from our freshman, uh, freshman, sophomore and junior, senior years. I mean, we were able to finally click on what how it works
0: and we just rode that wave as far as yeah, we could. No doubt, man. And I think just to, just to pick it back off that, man, I think when, when guys got – when you got a player-led team and guys got days off, Guys, really not taking days off. Guys still in there doing something. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Doing something to yeah. to to get better. You know, whether it's getting your reps in on your own, uh, getting getting in the cold tub. I think, and I think just giving you giving guys that off, they just puts guys in a better space, a better mental space about going to, you know, what I'm saying coming to practice the next day. Whether you, we're you, probably not going to take off. Like you're probably coming there and do something. Uh, guys, that's not that don't play that many minutes. You might come in. You might get on a treadmill. You might lift. You know what I'm saying. You might do a lot of different things, but it still clears your mind a little bit, and you're able to go into the next practice with just a clear mind and just a, a just a higher focus. So I think those, you know, you That's know those, those 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 few days matter, man, for sure. Um, what's the next question? We got another question with um guys. Just want to talk about the Big Ten, man. We got we we got. I think we tied with the SEC for eight teams in this year. We always usually get about eight or nine in. Um, but we just hadn't been able to win as a, as a conference. We just hadn't been able to get to the, get to the championship and win, man. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about why you guys think that, Derek. We'll talk about why you think that, why you think that, Jared. And, uh, we'll kind of go from there. Um, but we can start off with you, Jared. Why yeah. you think the Big Ten just hasn't been successful, um, as we should be, you know, in the, in the, uh, tournament.
2: Man, it's such an interesting question, and it's been batted around so much, and there's so many different mm-hmm. ideas about it. You know, I look at it two ways. One, I think the Big Ten's been better in the tournament that people get it, you right. know give it credit for, um, and I think it's you know 16 or 17 Final Fours since Michigan State won mm-hmm. it in 2000. Uh, you know, including one by Indiana in 2002, and they've made a champ you know some championship games. And Wisconsin was playing great, and yeah. the second half didn't go right. quite yeah. as well for them yeah. uh, against Duke for reasons. Um, you know, so I think so part of it is you know, there's a little bit of bad luck to have that many Final Four teams and not get over the hump. But I don't think it's quite that simple. You know, I think the other thing is just the talent level. I mean, it's just the fact that the Big Ten's not getting as many McDonald's All-Americans. And we know that recruiting is a bit of a crapshoot. But at the end of the day, like a lot of times, those top 20, 25 guys are there for a reason. And they always seem to be the kinds of players that you see playing in the Final Four, you know. Yeah tall athletes that can do a lot of different things on the court. And the Big Ten just hasn't had a lot of those guys. You know, they've got teams like Purdue, right? Which Purdue's a really good regular season team built around a good big guy. But look around the wings like those aren't typically the types of players that you see in Final Fours. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it I think it really comes down to those couple things. Part of it is just bad luck. And part of it is just the Big Ten hasn't been quite as good at getting the high end talent. Now, that's a whole other discussion for why Mm -hmm. that might be. Um, but I think you know at the end of the day, I mean you know basketball. Usually, the team with the best player or the best couple of players wins yeah. mm-hmm. in basketball. Yeah, and I just think the Big Ten, as they get deeper in the tournament, end up on the wrong side of that equation right. too often. Right.
1: That was what I was going to go with. See, I, I think you said it best. I mean, Ernest even chimed in. The Jimmys and the Jones. No, baby. I just I haven't seen I haven't seen a team really. Uh, I guess you could throw in our. Uh, 2016 indiana team where they just had troy yogi uh they had og Juwan thomas bryant i mean they had some big names and some just Mm -hmm. studs on that team and since then i mean you haven't really seen this big 10 just absolute dominant team until you know i think maybe the carson edwards purdue team was that was a really really good team that they put together but I think a lot of it also has to do with just, like, this season, man. I mean, look at Rutgers at the end of the season going into Minnesota and just getting beat. I think it's just we put out a really, really good product, and that's not to say that the ACC or the Big 12 doesn't, but, like, look at the ACC this year. I mean, it's not to say you're walking through it, but them, the SEC, you're, it's just you're getting a lot of teams where it's almost like, man, this. if we're clicking on all cylinders, this is kind of an off right. day for us. Like, this is an easy 15, 12- to 15-point win, and, and let's get the hell out of here, get our pizza, and get on the bus. Yes. So I think a lot of it is every single night, you're walking into a Northwestern, you're walking into a Rutgers, you're walking into Nebraska, who's upsetting a lot of people. You've got the, the Michigan State's, the Michigans, us. Ohio State was down this year, but still, it wasn't a gimme game. Like, it's just a battle every single night. When you get to the tournament, you are just – I don't want to say you're exhausted, but you're just like yeah. – Man, this has just been a really long season. I
0: agree. I agree both of y'all, man. I think the Big Ten just just at the end of the day, bro, you get you get exhausted. But I also think, you know, it's like styles like it's like being been in a boxing match. Styles make fights. You know what I'm saying? And Big Ten is 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 we're so headstrong on one way that a lot very few Big Ten teams can play, can win in a lot of different ways. Um very few Big Ten have, yeah. have big wings that can control the game that can you can Throw the ball to initiate offense. Through I think just the, just the dynamic of the Big Ten is just totally different. I think it's been just some bad luck there. I feel like we had bad luck. I, I, my senior year, we ran into a zone yeah. where we couldn't really, yeah. you know, was dealing with guys banged up. So it's just it's just the luck of the draw sometimes, man. So we didn't have a we didn't had a hard time with that, bro. And um, hopefully we are able to change that this year, man. Hopefully we get a Big Ten team in there to really do something, man. But that's a that's a tough question for sure. That's a tough that's a tough question. Yeah, yeah let's talk. Uh, man, we can move on a little bit, bro. Um, We've been talking about it a little bit. I just want to talk to you a little bit about Kent State, man. What you what you see, what 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 Um, I don't know if you really dove into them as a team. Um, But, you know, what did what scouting report? What you think about the Kent State?
2: I did. Um I think Kent State's a really mm-hmm. interesting team. You know, they everybody that you talk to, you know, we had the the good fortune on our podcast. Uh, Akron has a guy who grew up in Noblesville, was a huge Indiana fan, now plays at Akron. So he's played Kent State six times, but still a big IU fan. So he came on mm-hmm. our podcast and really echoed what everybody else has basically said about Kent State, which is they're really tough. They're not going to be intimidated. Yeah. They kind of want you to know that they're right. not intimidated. So, I mean, they're going to be, you know, kind of in your face that's how they defend, um, and they've got experienced guards who yeah. don't shoot a real high percentage, but have a knack for making big shots. Yeah, uh, they got a guy off the bench in Sullinger, who's you know kind of a microwave scorer and can come in and make threes. And so I think you know you hear all that, and it, I think it's very warranted to be concerned about this game. And Derek laid it out at the beginning, you know, talking about how good they are and kind of penciling them in as a Sweet Sixteen team until T- saw the yeah. till Tilly, yeah, us, till he you saw we Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, so the first 24 hours after the draw, I was kind of like, man, this is a really tough matchup. And it is. And if we come out and are just turning the ball over left and right and kind of doing our casual ball handling thing, it could get it could be troublesome. Yeah. But the flip side is, you know, this team has played, as we said, they've played really well on rest and they're going to have at least five days rest and all their best performances this year have come, you know, with that kind of rest. And, you know, Jalen's got to be mindful of his ball handling, but he's also like four or five inches taller than both of these guards. Yeah. So even if they're harassing, For him, sure. he will be able to see over and make passes. And they've got no one to handle trace, you know, in the Gonzaga game, which they almost won. Drew Timmy just took it over at the end of the game, finished with like 30 points and 17 boards, something yeah. like that. And so to me, it feels like a game that's going to be really tough. We'll probably be down early. Everybody will be worried. And I just feel like the last 10 minutes, it's kind of a game where if Trey says we're not going to lose, I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to lose. Yeah. And at this point in his career, I trust him to do that. So a lot of reasons to be worried, but I think also some good reasons for Indiana fans to, to feel confident because I think we're the better team. We just have to go right. out and show it. Right. Yeah, I think, I,
1: I think for me, it's, it's, you know, I've got my reasonings. Uh, I've watched those guys all year, talked to a lot of people about them. They do have some junkyard dogs, but like Jared said, and I said at the beginning of the episode, there is no one to stop Trace. It really just isn't. Um, you know, obviously they, they have, what, they shoot 30% from three. Uh, don't make them a high, high clip, but can also make them. So it, it, it just bothers me. It worries me because there for a while in the beginning of the year, especially our health defense, I mean, it just felt like we would collapse for no reason and give up the open three. And that's kind of how I feel like they're going to be able to stay in this game a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, Like, they had – everybody talks about their good games against uh, Gonzaga, their good game against Houston. But also they just got beat by 20 points to Michael Lewis and Ball State, Uh, which could be said for us too. I mean, we've looked really, really good against some teams and really, really bad against others. But when you're losing a 20 against Ball State, that gives you that little hope of like – just like Jared said, like if Trace decides we're not going to lose this game, they just don't have anybody – to play with him, you know, get Jalen going, uh, get some of these key pieces to get in a couple buckets, and it's a game where I think we should win. Um, but again, we lay we lay off the gas a little bit, and we could be in a dog
0: yeah, fight. I think that's the main thing, but I think we just got to come out and just smack them in the mouth. Like I know that's going to be tough because they've played they've played high level talent, but I think our size. It's really just going to mess with them, bro. If we just hit the glass, we just dominate the paint, I think we'll eventually just wear them down. And those guys will eventually, you know, feel like they can't really play with us, man. So I know y'all, y'all doing this scout because y'all doing this scout. I've, I've talked to him a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. And he just said, man, we yeah. just got to come out come out aggressive from the start, um, phys- offensively and defensively. You know, set the tone, be physical, dominate the paint, defend, and we'll be all right. I think if we we stick with what we do, which is dominating the paint and rebounding the basketball. I just don't. I just don't think it's no way. I don't think there's no way um, that they will beat us. I know if it's, you know, obviously if it gets late in the game, they got a lot of guys that can that can hit big shots. Um, so we just you just don't want to be, just don't want to have it close. You know, at the end of the game, you don't want to be in a situation right. where right. they can they can. It's, it's March. March. You don't you don't want to be. You don't want to have it's a, it's, March. it's March moment with uh, Kent State man. So we just got to dominate the paint um Trace trace will probably go crazy but I'm, and I'm I'm sure they're expecting that I'm sure they their plan is to probably let Trace get whatever he get try to neutralize everybody else not everybody not let everybody else go crazy but I, so I think it's going to be big on race and Malik as well man and just dominate the paint control everything and and play play the out strengths you know what I'm saying I think once we if we do that we'll be fine we'll be fine yeah
2: I think it's a game where Jalen has to stay Mm -hmm. out of foul trouble, too, Um, for a lot of reasons because he's so important. But especially in this game with their pressure, I don't think we want to have long stretches with Trey and Tamar, who have strengths, but, you know, ball handling against real pressure defense. Like in a game like that, I'm curious. I mean, will a coach kind of tell Jalen like, hey, you may need to back off a little bit on defense because in this game we cannot afford you getting in foul trouble because of how they're playing? Or do you, is that something that wouldn't be addressed and you just let him play his game?
1: I don't know if it'd be addressed. I know being in the locker room there, it was almost like we're going to put someone else on. on. Jalen would usually guard. Obviously, they, they're they guard heavy. So Jalen's going to have to guard a guard. I don't necessarily think you put him on, the, on their main guard. I think it's a Galloway thing. And to be honest with you, if everybody does their job, we win the game. So if Galloway doesn't score for us, but he is able to shut down their top dog, I forget his last
2: name. But if
1: if he's able to shut, yeah, if he's able to shut down carry, at least hold him to whatever, whatever the number is, get him under his average, uh, I think that's the way to do it. I think it's to put someone else on the top dog and let Jalen not necessarily take a step back on defense, but let him feel like, okay, if I get a foul, it's not going to bother me here. Like I'm I'm not – I'm not in this situation where this guy's controlling the ball the whole game and I've got to, I picked up a foul with 17 minutes left to go in the first. Like, put him on someone else and let him play the game freely. Right.
0: Yeah. I would agree. I would agree there. We do, and, and I agree, Jerry. We definitely can't have him get in foul trouble just because he's our only – he's our only, you know, fluid, like fluent ball handler that can really initiate offense. You know, Galloway and them can do it for a period of time. But, um, you know, those guys – those mid-major guys, bro, they're going to always get under you, try to speed you up, try to make you play at their pace. That's just how mid-majors play, bro, and it's just – it's crazy, man. Yeah. But, man, we appreciate you coming yeah. on, Jared. Uh It's always – you'll simply call, man.
2: Man, this is yeah, my pleasure. Man. This Either is great. You let us know when you need <laughs> us,
0: bro. We'll be available for you, man. We appreciate you coming on. Um, It's just going to conclude our episode. Absolutely. So. You guys go follow us on all platforms, man. We here. We'll be tuned in when we play Friday. Friday. We got a Friday. Friday at 9:55. Friday, 65. Friday night, oh, no. 9:55. Late. I'm not sure what TBS, TNT or True. I'm not sure which one it is. I got to look look and see, but man, we'll be tuned in for sure. We'll revisit this thing. Hopefully, we have another week to do this because, you know, we're going to go until we until we're done, man. So, you guys follow us on all social networks. Uh we got a bracket out there. You guys join our bracket. And um, that's it, man. That concludes it. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders. Our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.